Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Welcome to a very special service today as we take time to reflect on the life and give thanks to the life of Queen Elizabeth II. And uh, I know for many, you know, we're in this season of mourning, but I was speaking to a few people as we left the first service, and often we can fill this time with other things, but I actually believe today is a time for us to mourn. It's also time for us to reflect and give thanks and pray. And we've got some special things planned as the team bring the the, uh, pulpit up, and we're going to say some special prayers today that have been set out for these services and let's believe God today let's believe God for real for him to really bring peace thank you and comfort at this time of loss and grief and especially thank you especially for the royal family as they grieve the loss of a grandma and a mum. and so why don't we take a moment to pray heavenly father we thank you for the presence of your holy spirit with us as we gather in the memory of queen elizabeth I pray that you would comfort us in our grief. Help us to do honor to her memory with appropriate words, which truly reflect the life that she lived. We know that Queen Elizabeth is safe with you in heaven right now. We affirm that in all this, we trust in you and you alone. You are the sovereign Lord and Savior to whom we love, and we draw strength and comfort at this time. Amen. Can we remain standing? We're going to have a minute silence, and then we're going to go into a special prayer, a congregational prayer, which we'll read together. Let us read this prayer together as it comes up on our screens. Gracious God, we give thanks for the life of your servant, Queen Elizabeth, for her faith and her dedication to duty. Bless our nation as we mourn her death, and may her example continue to inspire us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
Well, welcome to this special service in memory of Queen Elizabeth. And I'm sure that the mutual strength that we draw from each other today and the help of the Holy Spirit, who is here to comfort us and mediate God's grace, will strengthen us all as we go on the path of mourning this sad loss. The words of Isaiah in chapter 53. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So many words, blogs, articles, reports have paid tribute to our queen over the past 48 hours. But I think the two words that jump out most for me has been constant and steadfast. The queen has been an anchor for the past 70 years in this nation, in calm and in rough seas. A life well lived, not only as our head of state, but also the head of the church. Also as a mother, a grandmother, and a friend to so many. Her light may have gone out in our lives, but it can never go out in our hearts. And I hope as we mourn over these next nine or 10 days, we will also celebrate a huge, huge life. And as I heard and watched the news break from Balmoral on Thursday, I started to write down thoughts and reflect back on her life and some of the things that I've learned from the Queen's time here on earth. And what should our response be as the church in this moment? And I came up with five things. I think we could all come up with a hundred things about what we could learn and take from the Queen's life, but five thoughts to share with us this morning. The first is this, that we honor her faith. We honor her faith. One of the Queen's roles is she was a defender of our faith. And she took that role seriously. The Queen was a woman who looked in two directions her whole life. She looked upwards towards God and she looked outwards towards others. In doing so, she lived out what Christ described as the greatest commandment. He was asked, what's the greatest commandment for us? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like this, love your neighbor as yourself. In 2002, the queen was asked, what's the secret uh, of your remarkable consistency and your character? And she responded with this, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of the hope in the Christian gospel. Today, we honor the Queen's deep-rooted faith in Jesus. We've just got a short clip of when she spoke about her faith. I think most of us have a sense of the spiritual, that recognition of a deeper meaning and purpose in our lives. 
and I believe that this sense flourishes despite the pressures of our world. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. I have indeed seen his faithfulness, Queen Elizabeth II. She truly was a defender of our faith. We honor her faith today. The second thought I have is that we learn from her life. So many lessons and examples that we can all take away. These are two or three of mine. The first one is that we learn that she used her life to bring people together. She has this unique ability to bring people from all different backgrounds, walks of life, cultures, beliefs. She has this ability to bring them together. And just in this moment, and long may it continue, but just in this moment, it feels like the United Kingdom is united once again. To see Parliament honouring, respecting, listening and laughing with one another shows that there is another way for politics, to fighting and shouting and division. Why? Because the Queen lived by Paul's words in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, finally, brothers, he signs off, he says, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace be with you. Our response to the Queen's passing has to be that we can carry on the baton of unity. That we can unite people. We can bring people together. Through our words, through acts of compassion, through generosity, through our integrity. Our world is so broken and divided right now. And our our role, I believe, as Christians is to bring people together. Even in her death, the Queen is managing to bring her family together, to bring the nation together, to bring Parliament together. What a lesson to teach all of us. The second lesson I've personally learned from the Queen is the Queen learned how to be a servant. The Queen didn't just rule, the Queen reigned. She devoted her life to serving the nation and the nations of the Commonwealth. As a girl guide, I read, Princess Elizabeth promised, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my King. Queen Elizabeth was not a hired servant required to do lots of tasks. She was a queen who made a decision to serve her country. Why? Because once again, she followed the example of Christ. Paul said in Philippians, he says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient even to death, even death on a cross. I think we can learn from the Queen that none of us graduate from serving. We can all serve one another, whether it's someone in need, whether it's buying someone a coffee, whether it's helping someone across the road, helping someone with their groceries. I believe the Queen has left us a mandate to continue to serve 
one another. The third lesson that jumps out from the queen is the queen teaches us how to live with integrity. Integrity. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 20 says, So you will walk in the ways, way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. The queen had upright integrity and she remained in the land for 96 years. Integrity. People often say to me, John, what is integrity? Such a big word, it gets thrown around. The best definition of integrity if I've ever heard is when our words and our actions align. When our words and our actions align. And I believe that Queen Elizabeth II, her words and her actions aligned. I'm told that there are no reliable recorded incidences of Her Majesty losing her temper, using bad language, or refusing to carry out her duties. She personified integrity. The third lesson that we can learn from her life as we mourn over these next few days is we actually need to hold on to her memories. Hold on to her memories. So many memories. I know for many of you, maybe you were privileged to meet the Queen. I never got to meet the Queen. I, I stood at Buckingham Palace gates once as a little boy trying to get a sneaky peeky of her as she came out and a few years ago about 20 years ago and mum once pulled my sister Joy and I out of school because the queen was going to be travelling through Tavram and we stood on the side of the road at Sandy Lane and we waved and she gave us a little wave and we've all got little memories of the, of the queen it's important we hold on to the memories. One of the best stories I heard about Her Majesty came out over these last few hours and I wanted to share it with you. Check this out. And normally on these picnic sites you, you meet nobody but there was two hikers coming towards us and the Queen would always stop and say hello and it was two Americans on a walking holiday and it was clear from the moment that we first stop they hadn't recognized the Queen which is fine and the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from where they were going to next and where they'd been to in Britain and I could see it coming and sure enough he said to Her Majesty and where do you live <laughs> and she said well I live in London but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills <laughs> and he said well how often have you been coming up here oh she said I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl so over 80 years and you could see the clogs thinking. He said, well, if you've been coming up for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. I and as it. quick as a flash, says, well, I haven't, but Dickie meets her regularly. <laughs> so the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen, what's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, <laughs> but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes around, puts his arm around my shoulder, and before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye, and then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America, and hopefully someone tells him who I am. Oh, that's brilliant.
You know what the, the Queen teaches us? We've got to hold on to the good memories in life. You know, the enemy wants to get so focused on the bad times. Hold on to the good memories. You know, life is, life is incredible. I shared last week, there's so many good things that are happening around the world. So we've got to hold on to the good, even in the challenges. The fourth lesson that we can learn from the Queen is we remember her message. Over the years, the Queen has spoken and covered in many topics. She's talked about the importance of family, her love for the armed forces, the welfare of children, her passion for the people of the Commonwealth. And many themes come and go, but the two most frequent themes of the Queen's famous Christmas speeches have always been forgiveness and loving your neighbor. And the two words which sum up Her Majesty for me would be forgiveness and love. It was in 2011 she said these words, although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a savior with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore friendships, and it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we see the power of God's love. I don't know about you, but I'm challenged by those words. I'm challenged. And the reason that the Queen is able to say these things is she lived by her faith in Jesus. Maybe there are relationships, friendships that have been broken in your family, with your loved ones, with your children, with your grandparents. Who knows that maybe in this season of where, where we mourn that God can bring a healing. God can start a restoration in your family. And we can believe God for reconciliation I think the fifth and final lesson that we need to learn in this time is keep our eyes on Jesus keep our eyes on Jesus you know we are moving right now from what's been familiar for my whole life and pretty much everyone in this room's whole life to the unfamiliar our postage stamps are going to look different our money is going to change over a period of time three o'clock on Christmas Day is going to look and feel different. And things aren't ever going to be quite like they were. Although over time, we'll get used to the changes. But the Queen seemed to always provide a stability. Whenever you saw her face, you, you felt like you're going to be okay. So this is why in these moments, we have to keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus. Jesus is still on the throne as we've been singing about today we didn't just throw that song list together we really thought carefully about the words we wanted to declare over this season of mourning he is the rock on which I stand Hebrews 12 2 says fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, amidst the pain and the grief and the loss, I know for some of you, this is a, a really, really difficult day. We've got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. The queen once remarked to a priest 
that she'd like for Christ to return in her lifetime. The prince, the priest, sorry, asked why, to which she explained she would love to cast her crown before him. And, you know, Queen Elizabeth II was the most influential person in my lifetime and maybe ever, other than Christ our Lord. But she surrendered her life to the king. Before anyone gave their allegiance to the queen at the coronation, she said, I want to kneel at the altar in Westminster and give my allegiance to the king. What a powerful statement. And today, Queen Elizabeth, she shows us that no matter how successful, how influential, how prosperous we are, we all need a king. We all need a king. We all have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we can do that in this lifetime or the next lifetime. Because the word of God says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, For God has exalted him to the highest place and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And you know, there's times where we have to admit, however successful, however good or bad life is, we submit our again our lives and we surrender our lives again to the authority of Jesus. So what is our response in that moment? We're going to sing this beautiful song in just a second. We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. I don't know what, what's happening in your life again, but I felt like today is a surrendering moment. We surrender, maybe we surrender our ambitions, our dreams, you know, we can plan out our lives the way we think they should go. But let me tell you, when we give our lives, as we surrender our lives into God's hand, our lives can go so much, so much better. Our response is we honor her faith. We learn from her life. We hold on to her memories. We remember the message. And we keep our eyes on Jesus. Would you stand? This is a time of surrender again. And we're all in different places with our walks with God, with our walk with God. But I want us just to, right now, just reflect where we're at. Reflect where we're at and acknowledge our allegiance once more to the King. Acknowledge our Surrender to the one who gave his life for us all. Cast our crowns before him at his feet. If you want to kneel in this moment, you can kneel. I believe the presence of God right now is here and wants to come and minister to you. His promise is that he would comfort those who mourn. Give his beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Maybe you've been trying to force things in business, force things in a relationship, force things and things just aren't working out in your life, well, why don't you surrender everything again to Jesus? And say, not my will, but your will be done for my life. 
Maybe you're just trying to make things happen in your own strength. And God is saying today, would you just surrender it? Just as Queen Elizabeth, she aligned herself to the queen, to the king of, to the king of kings before she asked anyone to show allegiance to her. You're saying, God, today, not my will, but your will. Not my plans, but your plans. Tell you what, life's a lot easier with the wind of God blowing behind you. It's a lot easier than trying to run against the wind. When you've got the breath of God, when you've got the Holy Spirit blowing you, I tell you what, it's so much easier than forcing against it. So why don't we lay our crowns once more at the feet of Jesus? Amen. 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 Why don't you surrender right now? Why don't we all just surrender everything that we've been holding on so tightly to? Just give it again to Jesus. Give your career to Him. Give that job opportunity to Him. That relationship, give it back to Him. The business idea, just just give it back to Him and say, God, Your kingdom come, Your will be done. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be one degree outside of His perfect will for my life. So easy to try and force my agenda on God. We lay down. We lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. And in that surrender, God sees. We cry holy. We cry holy. We worship you. Come on, sing it out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. the name of Jesus every knee will bow every tongue on it in heaven and on earth and under the earth will confess that he is Lord I want to give us an opportunity right now for those who've never made a personal decision to follow Jesus he loves you today he loves you with an everlasting love God did not send Jesus, his son Jesus to this earth to condemn the world, but to love the world. And despite what all of us have done, the mistakes, the choices that we've made, he still loves us. And that love is never based on our works. That love is never based on what we can do because none of us are good enough. So instead of us trying to get up to God, to try and earn our way up. He says, no, I'm going to make this really simple. I'm going to come down and meet you where you're at. I'm going to come down to earth as a little baby in a manger who will be celebrating in just a few short months. And then I'm going to die a cruel death on a cross. I'm going to shed my blood for you. I'm going to take the weight of the sin of the world upon my shoulders. And three days later, rose again. And in that resurrection, new life came forth. And today, that can be your story too. Maybe your life, you feel like it's you're hitting brick walls. Maybe you're feeling like you're not moving forward. Maybe you feel like there's this blockage in your life. And that blockage is something the Bible calls sin. And sin is the only thing that can separate us from God. But today, you can unblock that 
And instead of your sin, Jesus' blood comes and it cleanses you and it closes the gap between God and man. And we become one. We become into relationship with Him. And He loves you today. Don't try and go through life on your own. That's not the way that you were designed. You were designed to go through life with Jesus. He'll come in. He'll be a friend. He'll be there in the good times. He'll be there in the tough times. He will never leave you, the Bible says. He will never forsake you. You say, well, what do I have to do? In just a moment, I'm going to say a prayer. It's called the salvation prayer. In fact, we're all going to say it together. As you say that prayer, I want you not just to say it from, from your mouth, but say it from your heart. And really believe that Jesus today is going to come in, forgive you of your past, give you a brand new start and a new beginning. So from the front to the back, I'm just going to close our eyes. From the front to the back, those watching online, this, this goes out to you as well. The front to the back, the left to the right. You say, John, I need Jesus today. I've drifted. I've been trying to go through life and do it all by myself and I just keep coming up. Against problem after problem and John, I need some help today. I'm struggling. Jesus is right here. I'm going to count to three and then I, you say, John, would you include me in that prayer? Would you just slip up your hand? Signal online, just say, that's me or put a little hand, hand up online but just, just signal to say, count me in today. All over this room, one, God loves you. Two, have the courage to respond to his love. Three, just slip up your hand nice and high. God bless you. God bless you. Nice and high so I can see you. God bless you. Anyone else? Say, that's me today. That's me. Bless you. God bless you. Right at the back. God bless you on my right-hand side. Amazing. People finding Jesus today. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. God bless you. Young man down here. we say this prayer out loud together dear Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me to forgive all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and to live for you amen Amen. Can we congratulate everyone who's said that prayer today? Many hands went up, and we're going to be concluding the service in just a few minutes. Team's going to be out there on the, uh, in the concourse, atrium areas. They'll be just holding up a Bible, and we also have a Connect Lounge. It says Connect Lounge in brightly yellow. You can't miss it. Please head into there. We want to give you a gift. It's a Bible. We also want to help you take the next steps from here because this isn't the end it's the beginning of a new relationship and a new adventure with Jesus and we also want to invite you to back tonight at five o'clock and this goes out to everyone it's a discipleship course it's it's called soul path and it really is an introduction to church an introduction to faith and so five o'clock tonight we'd love to invite you back Chantal and I are going to be there tonight and we've got some light dinner served as well we'd love you to invite you back so if you've recently made a decision to follow Jesus or you've, uh, you've lifted your hand today, the next step is to come and speak to one of the team and come back tonight at five o'clock. We'd love to invite you to Soul Path. But again, that was a fantastic decision. And uh, please take a Bible and come back to church 
next week. And if you made that decision online, please let someone know. You can download the online Bible app as well. It's a great way to start your journey of faith. Okay. Well, we're going to honor her faith. Learn from her life. Hold on to her memories. Remember her message. And keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in this season of mourning. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.